0: Hi, and welcome to the Just Riding Along show.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 85. Tonight's show is brought to you by Ridgelining.
0: (laughs) yo. I was wondering what you were going to pick for tonight.
1: Yeah, I already picked it. I picked it like as soon as Kenny sent us a picture. Kenny, what'd you send us a picture of?
2: I have a lot of shit going on. So, (laughs) like a lot of shit. Why
1: don't you go first?
0: Wait, are we going to name patrons? Because we didn't do it last week. Oh shit. We got distracted.
1: We got r- distracted by the prospect of ridge lines. All right, we have starting at ten dollars a month. We have <sighs> Zach, Tom, Todd, Ty, Scott, SCG Shoe Company, Sam, Ryan, Raymond, Phil, Mai, Wang, Parker, Nicole, Nick, MTB Chicaneigans, Ben from Mountain Bike Radio, Michael, Leland, Kevin, Ken, Josh, Josh, Josephine Exotic, Jeff, JC, Jamie, Jake, Green Giant, Ho Ho Ho, uh, Gordon, G Man. <laughs> Frank, F That Guy Mark, Ezra Trilogy, Evan, Dustin. Dustin's new. That's what Thank I you, thought. Dustin. Clayton, Brad, Bill, Bo, Baggins, Alec, AJ, Aaron, uh, Lead Out Sports. That's Australia. We go to Australia. We have Lead Out Sports, Josh from the Inteza, Dean. And then at twenty dollars a month, we have Joe, Brady, Brad, Anthony, Affordable Trail Solutions. We have Harley at thirty, Troy at thirty-one, and six back outdoors at fifty. Now, back to Kenny. What's up?
2: So we discussed on the last episode vehicles and prospective vehicle choices, and yeah, I just went and bought one. So I got me a Honda Ridgeline.
1: Give us all the deets. What year? You sent me a picture. I couldn't really tell what color it was because the color it was kind of weird in like the sun.
2: Oh yeah, it's old man maroon. Is that yes? Is the technical <laughs> Honda color
0: really? That's that's what Honda calls it. Yep,
1: OMR or <laughs> OMM, old man maroon.
2: Yeah, yeah. So anyway, had. Good luck finding one, and everything kind of came together. The owner was a real nice guy, older fella who took really good care of it. His wife was, like, super bummed. She was, like, actually bummed. She didn't want to come outside and, like, talk about it or look at it or anything because she loved it. (laughs) Oh, Yeah, it was pretty sad. But, yeah, they're great little cars. Uh, They're pretty dorky, but they have a lot of stuff they thought through, and they did a lot of stuff a lot better than truck companies did in 2008 so that's pretty cool i think truck companies have really caught up and they've got all kinds of fancy gizmos and stuff but big trucks are really big and they're really expensive so that's the downside this one is honda which is cool so it's pretty reliable it's got the motor that's in like every bigger honda so every minivan every pilot every i'm sure a zillion other things it's just the three and a half liter v6 it runs good it's got a lot of miles hundred eighty thousand, but uh Outside of me doing another timing belt, it doesn't really need anything. It drives great. They seem to be happy to live to 300,000 miles, and it's four-wheel drive. It's got all kinds of nooks and cubbies and all that jazz, and it drives like a Honda Pilot, which is, you know, to say average, but it doesn't clunk around.
0: Probably better than an Element.
2: Oh, well, I don't know about that. I mean, I haven't really driven the Element much. My roommate actually just bought an Element. So in the it driveway, drives like a
0: giant steel box, it's, <laughs> it's not, a.
1: the only, only thing with the element is it doesn't have much cloth inside, you know, it's Got very it. like hoseable. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's just noisy, you know, it's like race car loud. So I think when you hit a bump, you just hear it and it just, I mean, I kind of miss mine some days and I don't most days.
2: So Andrea, you had an element and Matt, did you have one as well? Or are you, or are you saying that that was a shared experience?
0: No, we've had them at different points in time. Oh, really? Yeah,
1: she had an Element and then many years she had a you had a two-wheel or front-wheel drive blue one. Yeah. What year was it, do you remember?
0: I don't know. It was like the year after they like the first when they first came out, they had like the plastic body panels that would make them two-tone. Uh mine was not that. It was like one year later than that.
2: I remember I drove yours yeah. once, Andrea, I think, in Memphis.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I want to say later, I want to say that maybe it was a situation where hitch racks weren't that common at the time surprisingly enough and i think a customer we had like two synapse road bikes in for tune-up and they were exact same color and everything and we gave the customer the wrong bike or something goofy <laughs> and i had to like drive to <laughs> someone's house and so I, I don't remember i'm pretty sure i took your element
0: oh yeah i could be wrong about the body pan- i know they came with those multicolored body body i don't panels, think
1: yours had I'd... multi-colored body panels because yeah, Leah's did, and hers yeah. was didn't look like yours. Right. And then later, I bought Levi's 06 all-wheel drive one. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty good. but They're
0: nice to sleep in.
1: Yeah, the only thing I had against it is it, it wasn't big enough. It just wasn't big enough to hold my bikes. Understandable. So.
2: Understandable. But yeah, so far, I really like it. I've only driven it basically back from St. George and drove it around a couple times. But got everything all lined up, all the jazz you got to do, and registration and insurance and all that stuff so anyway it should be really fun it's really its main duty is going to be for toting around dirt bikes and I think it's going to do that really well I'm going to do all kinds of cool wheel chalk things in the back to make it super sturdy and super fast and easy and convenient to get dirt bikes in it so as I build that out I'll let you know but there's going to be some some welding and brackets and all kinds of cool stuff involved
1: hey I know I'm going to see you in the near future, I have some wheel chalks that I'm not going to use. Do you want them?
2: Uh, possibly. I already bought some. so
1: Let me rephrase this. Why don't I bring you mine, and you could probably put them to use before I would. <laughs> sure. If
2: you <laughs> want to bring them along, I will, uh, I will take a look at them.
1: All right. I'll just put them in your ridgeline. You'll just be driving home. You'll be like, what the fuck's rattling around in my back seat? And you'll be like,
2: Matt. Yeah. So what else? I bought another bicycle. I bought a what? specialized Kenevo SL.
1: Turbo Creo SL.
2: <laughs> Creo SL is the only other SL I don't have right now. Well, that's not true. There's like a Como SL and a Vado SL. The Como's sick. The Como is sick. The SL is weird. The regular Como though, for real. The full power Como is like actually sick. They only yeah, make I would step through, one of those. which is great. It's got an IGH. It's like actually really, really freaking sick. I'm going to try to get my parents to get those. Uh, So
1: in all seriousness, why'd you get a Kinevo? What size did you get? What are you going to change on it?
2: I did it because I can. Have
1: you rode the brake pads
2: on a rock? (laughs) I bought it because I can. I've always been curious about the Kinevo. I've never ridden one on a trail. And it was just a really good deal that popped up. And I said, well, now or never. So I did it. I think it's going to at least run for another year. Also, my Levo SL, there will be a new SL coming out. We don't know exactly what it looks like or exactly when, but I'm guessing very, very soon. So that'll be going away. So I want to get possibly rid of that before it's worth $0 and yeah, I just wanted to try it. So I have both bikes in tandem right now, got the Levo SL and the Kinevo SL. So I'm going to, when I go to St. George in a couple of weeks, uh, I'll actually probably meet up with Matt down there. And I don't know if I'll bring both bikes. If I can, I will. But I've got to bring two motos plus a bicycle. So the, the old ridgy is going to be pretty loaded down. Freighted. Yeah. But you can fit a bicycle of reasonable size in the back of the ridgeline, like in the back seats. They fold up and there's a ridiculous amount of room and just take the front wheel off. And it just kind of fits, which is crazy.
0: So did you get the S-Works version?
2: No, I got the Comp Carbon, which is the most basic build. But it's full GX, which is really nice. Here's what's really shocking. How much do you think a Comp Carbon Kenevo SL weighs with pedals? 39 and a half pounds. Jesus Christ, that's really light, Matt. That's like lighter than the Levo SL (laughs) S-Works. No, how much does your... I thought your Levo weighed 36 pounds. It did at one point because mine's baller as shit. Right now, it's like... Oh, then I
1: don't know, 46 pounds.
2: (laughs) Right now, it's like 37 and a half, let's call it, because I put a dongle rear shock on, big fat brakes, and something else heavy, maybe? At one point, though, it was 36 and change, maybe 36 and a half, but it's probably closer to like 37 and a half, even 38 pounds right now. But anyway.
1: Not with those stupid little tires you have on it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I should never have taken the Recon 2.6s off, but lesson learned. Anyway, it is, with pedals, 42 and a half. Jesus! Which I think is pretty impressive for just a completely stock bike so i think it's pretty possible to get one of those things 39 40 pounds which is wild it's got a yeah i mean wheels bar stem dropper would help that a lot it would so a couple things about it in case anyone's thinking about getting an enduro or a Kinevo sl the dropper seat post situation is kind of a problem i'm not particularly short or anything and i think i can only fit a 150 dropper on it It gets almost bottomed out in the frame there's just no because of where the shock is and it's got like this through hole situation, there's just not a lot of C-tube that you can jam a dropper down into.
0: I don't know. 150 is a lot of dropper post.
1: Through hole.
2: Yep. I am on a 185 right now for reference. Oh, well. So.
0: I don't know, Kenny. Jeez. We've been riding mountain bikes a long time. We learned how to ride mountain bikes with a with a rigid post. I I didn't think that that losing a little drop would would bug you that much. Yeah, I never Are thought you? I would I... say that
2: either. But as I've gone more and more drop, I've never been like, oh, that's too much drop. It's just now completely out of your way. Well, yeah, I mean, say way. there's
0: too too much, but like I I don't know. I mean, unless I'm on something that's like a a little cross country or gravel, like a fifty mil drop, that's a little annoying. But otherwise, I I just I don't even notice. Like I I think you could put. I don't know. Mine's 170 now.
1: Sixty, one sixty.
0: I don't know. Sorry I that one of the Wolf Tooth post. I forgot the length of it, but I think you could swap it out for a 125 right now and I would never notice. Hmm.
2: Interesting. Well, oh, anyway, so- I'm sad.
1: <laughs> well, while we're talking about Wolf Tooth, Brandon texted me and said that Ari like all but shit her pants when I called her out in the show. <laughs> so I thought I'd do
2: that again right now. <laughs> So uh, what else was... What else about the Kinevo? What I got, color did you yeah, get? I got an S3. I thought about getting the S4. So I'm on a large Levo SL right now, and I think that was the right choice. It just feels right, and it's got like a decent wheelbase. So for reference, the Levo SL large, because they didn't do S-sizing in that for whatever reason, that one is exactly, I believe, a 1,200 millimeter wheelbase. And my S3 Kinevo is 1,260. So it is a six centimeter longer wheelbase, which isn't like shocking. There's like a lot more shit going on back there and linkages and way more fork. And it's also a little bit more modern geo. So even more long top tubes. Anyway, S3, I think was the right call. Completely set up factory. I measured like drop to the handlebars. I'm within 10 millimeters of my current bike. Uh, Wheelbase is longer. Like we talked about, Uh, like the diagonal touch point to the handlebar with an 800 bar and a 50 stem is identical to my bike today. So that's really good. I could like maybe even try to go five or 10 mil shorter on the bar and see how I like that. But long story short, everything other than the dropper is going to be dialed. And what am I going to do to the bike? I think I'm going to be disciplined and I think I'm going to ride it as is. It's truly like a decent bike as it is. I know no robots is really painful, um, (laughs) but we'll see. The GX Mechanical is perfectly adequate. I've got it on the fat bike right now. It works. It works. Like you click it and it clacks it, Mm -hmm. you know, like it does its job. So until it really, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ride that bike until something pisses me off. And if something pisses me off, it'll get upgraded. But I just don't know there's anything that's going to piss me off. I was really, other than weight, right? Like you could always argue lighter is better. And I definitely agree with that statement. But until something pisses me off, eh. It's got a rhythm 36 on it with a grip one damper. And it feels That's
0: what I was gonna ask if you were gonna it keep it. It feels
2: that fork. not awesome. What I really want to try is a 51 offset fork on that bike. They do not make a 51 offset fork in orange in a 36. Doesn't exist. <laughs> they just stop making them. And I get it. 51's <clears> going away, but for my riding style, having that little bit better slow speed handling and a little bit less wheel flop with the 51 offset fork I think would be advantageous, but I'm going to give the 44 a shot. I'm going to ride it so I know what it's like. So if I do a fork, I'm going to have to do a weird like homebrew Frankenstein fork uh, other options. So for people out there, you can do this. If you have a Rhythm 36, you can just slap a grip 2 damper in there and get the most advanced damper they make. So that might be something that I do. We'll just, just have a to grip see. damper
1: in a new CSU.
2: I, I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. But I really for pure vanity reasons, I think a red fork or an orange fork would look really good on that bike. So I got the gloss black and it's got a black fork, black stanchions. Like, it's just, I'm not into the murdered out thing. It's like kind of boring. Yeah. So you just want it to be like louder. I want it to be a little
0: bit louder. Uh, yeah. a Red, I think. a red fork on there would look really fucking good. Yeah. Or an orange one. Yeah. And so anything, cool. bright colors, anything from just the get bomber a new family. Zeb.
2: I could, I could do a Zeb. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. So like I said, I'm gonna ride it. It's got so here's what's really weird. One reason it's probably light too, by the way. It has Butcher two point threes on it. Who I would...
0: saw that in the spec. That was also the next thing I was gonna make fun of you for having two point three would do that? still.
2: Why? Like that's so <laughs> weird. The so the full power Levo has two point sixes on it and it's less travel. Like it's just a very, very odd choice to me, but whatever. Kenny, they're light. They are actually really light. I think they're eight. Hundred and change, like bingo, eight fifty or something. That's crazy.
1: Put some ass gobblers on there, and you know you would gain a pound and a half entire. tire. So. <laughs> oh wait,
2: Asagai, not ass gobbler. I did got my look names mixed up. At maybe like Andrea seems really like the aggressor, so I think a two-five aggressor rear and ass guy front would be maybe something to try.
0: That's that's what I ran. Isn't on that the, what I'm uh, running? That's yeah, that's what's on the bird wheels and. The first time you, Kenny, the first time you go to brake, if you've been on 2.3s, the first time you go and just honk on the brakes, you're just going to stop. Nice. Yeah. You got to get used to how the, the braking is on the Aggressor. It's it's wonderful.
2: Very cool. Even on the rear?
0: Yeah. Yeah. The Aggressor on the rear, like your rear tire grips instead of slides. That's so, like so it, it odd just, to me. Yeah. Go for it. Try it out. It's good.
2: I think the only reason I'm wary of that tire is because it's been around for 15 years. So I'm, I assume it's shit. The Aggressor? Yeah, the Aggressor's been around forever. We used to have customers oh. at Outdoors that would get them all the time.
1: There's no Aggressor 2, you know, like yeah, we're still right. on the Aggressor.
2: Yeah, I'm sure so. we, I could probably, uh, while you're doing, whoever's going next, um, I will click a clack around and see if I can figure out what year the Aggressor was released. Uh, yeah, but that's that's um, all I got. So a bunch of new stuff, exciting stuff on the horizon. If anybody is interested in Alevo SL, that is at least three times nicer than the s works build then let me know it will be it's going to be real dollars but it's a baller bike
1: also if you need a fox 36 let me know i've got one or two
2: (laughs) but i'm going to keep both bikes for a minute because i still really really like my levo sl it's so good i rode it over the weekend it's just that's a really really good bike I'm really just trying the Kinevo. There's no compelling reason. I wanna see is one seventy just absolutely too dumb? And the answer is probably yes. But maybe I'll just get used to it like a lot of things. And as long as like the slow speed kinda agility stuff doesn't absolutely piss me off, I'll just get used to it and ride it, I think. But that's all I got. Who's next?
1: Andrea is angrily reading Vital Mountain Bike.
0: Well, I, I looked up I looked for Maxis Aggressor release date and I found a vital MTB article. That's kind of a review, mm-hmm. and it looks like it was written January 20th, 2016.
2: It They have to be older than that, right? But maybe not. Wow.
0: No, because it says, at the beginning, it says they only make them in, they only offer the Aggressor in a 27.5 by 2.3 inch configuration.
2: Wow. Yeah, I'm seeing a pink yeah. bike October 25th, 2016. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, um, I, I'm very wrong. So another really interesting thing about this tire, now that I'm looking at it, it's got these little micro grooves on the entire carcass of the tire which for like sand and stuff is probably actually a legit real thing that could help i think you'd be surprised how often the actual like carcass of your tire is touching something like the casing is in the casing exactly
0: yeah i could see that happening
2: i wonder why no other tires have that
0: i don't know
1: because baby jesus doesn't love those tires
0: maybe Mm -hmm. whoever listens to us from maxis can tell us why the aggressor is exactly how it is
1: they will probably tell us to go fuck ourselves <laughs> <rightfully so.
0: laughs> they won't tell us anything because they don't listen to us i'll tag them incessantly on social media until they're just like what but all right is it my turn to go all right matt's just shrugging at me
1: i don't care i was just go if you're gonna do it <laughs> shit don't talk about you gotta commit <laughs>
0: Uh well my week I think last week uh, we recorded did we record on Wednesday last week
1: I think so time is a flat circle no one knows
0: yeah I think Thursday after we recorded I had to go to Denver and for a doctor's appointment and um, I have gotten a lot of good feedback Andrea from goes
2: into the big city
0: I know I went to the big city
2: <laughs> truck handles weird on the pavement. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm done making fun of you.
0: (laughs) They made me
1: spit out my tobacco before I went inside.
0: (laughs) They wouldn't let me spit on the floor. What do you mean I'm not allowed in the Walmart? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So, yeah, I went to the big city, and I've gotten a lot of good feedback about the ADHD talk last week. I've had a couple of people say, yeah, you know, I set up a doctor's appointment for my kid or for myself, or whatever, and yeah, I'm glad I could help some of you out, and you know, keep at it. It's it's tough. It's hard to deal with, so get all the help you can get, but while I was in the big city, I did some boot shopping, and I know this is more of an antlerless podcast topic, but I had talked about boot shopping and going to Shields before, went in there again, tried a few more things on, and, and their boot department, like they're Call her out by name. Oh, yeah, she gave me her card. Kendall in the boot department, she is the hunting footwear manager. They were kind of, unfortunately, they're kind of in between product cycles right now. It's the very, you know, hunting season is pretty much over. At least the winter hunting season's over. And it's going to be a while before they kind of restock stuff. And so Kendall let me know that there was a new pair of women's boots coming out from one of the big manufacturers that would be out in April and if I could just hold off when I see that release on the internet that I should give her a call and she would get those on hold for me and I could come try them on that's that's really cool that that was really uh, really nice of her and she did a really good job as did the last person in the footwear department last last time I was there so that was kind of the the highlight of my trip to the big city other than that, I haven't done a lot. I went for a run. I
1: The other highlight of going to the big city is you got baby bok choy. that didn't wilt the moment it landed in our house.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can get fresh fruit and vegetables when you go to the big city. It hasn't been on a truck for quite as long to get out to the mountain town. So it lasts a little longer. That's nice. And went for a run. And I spent most of the day today working on taxes for JRA, which is not exciting at all. And I kinda hate it, but it's done now and I'm happy. But that's kinda it.
1: All right. Trying to oh, think.
0: Hold on. And I there's a new Antlerless podcast out. And that is if you go just search your favorite podcast player for the Antlerless Podcast and you can hear me talk about all my mountain lion hunts. So that's it.
1: I don't know. I just uh did some stuff. I don't I think I rode the trainer uh ran outside one day on saturday i ran outside and then sunday rode with josephine that's right (laughs) that's what we'll go with Uh, you
0: i thought you ran and she was riding
1: well oh yeah met met her in town she went for a bike ride in hiking boots because uh (laughs) like the dumb bit she is she didn't have her riding shoes and then um i'm sure it had to be very confusing too when i saw her again on the trails. And another person was there, and I just flipped her off and told her, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um,
0: That's not a nice way to treat her. I listeners. think I said,
1: I hate you. I can't remember. And then I saw her again later, and then she got worried because I went a different way down than she did, and she thought that I died. And then she came over and helped sand sheetrock for a while, which was really cool. Uh, getting really close to being able to get this uh, this room in paint. But Sunday was my only day off this week. Because my schedule changes for next few weekends it's gonna be fucking sick so yeah i did i ran like nine miles did some sheet rocking uh started working on making a bunch of trim let's see i know i did something Oh, else you should cool. tell
0: people what you're using for trim because it's actually a really economical solution if you're not trying to get like a Super modern look to your house.
1: Oh yeah, yeah it's just like, a two by four. Uh,
2: uh almost. Um, um, yeah,
0: almost. It's actually less nice than a two by four. Two yeah, by it's four, one by With lag three.
2: bolts, make sure you you know catch an ankle on it.
1: <laughs> Kenny, I don't know what you had for dinner, but fuck you. <laughs> no, I'm just taking some uh like one by three furring strips, and I'm cleaning those up on the table saw that I bought and that's going to be all the trim in the upstairs now because the, not to bore you too much, but the trim was installed in a way that it was impossible to remove without destroying. You so.
0: use some big fucking nails in that thing.
1: No, nah, that wasn't the problem. The problem is, is and, and you have carpet. two options. When you run your trim, you can either run your trim first and then run carpet second, or you can run carpet first and then run trim second. And they ran their trim first, and then they ran their carpet strips
0: Up against the trim. Tight
1: against the base of the trim. And they had driven nails in the bottom of the trim, so you could not move the trim away from the wall to remove the trim because it was hitting the fucking carpet strip. So you had to
0: pull it up and over the carpet?
1: Yeah, and you had to destructively remove all the trim. So with that said, I had to go back with a more economical solution because like all home projects with Bob Vila, the cost on this one is spiraling the fuck out of control. The number of times I've gone back to the hardware store and just ran my card for $100 is more than I like to admit. With all that said, getting to a really good spot where I'm pretty close on that and I'm really excited about it. Sunday was a really hard day though. Uh, I started running at 10 and I...
0: You like didn't sit down except for the car ride back home until I really 10 o'clock at night. I didn't.
1: Uh no it was it was 8:30 when I got in the shower so I went from running to sheetrocking to the point where like Andrea brought me dinner we had to tape off part of the house in order to do sheetrock gnarly and like she brought me dinner like through the we call it the portal um, it was rough it was a long day but with that said today is Wednesday tomorrow I will have a buddy come down from the Boulder area. They're going to van camp here with us. He's going to work from his van on Friday, and then Saturday he's going to run the full marathon while Andrew and I run the half marathon.
0: He's got a good chance of winning. He's
1: he's very fast. Yeah. Um, he is as fast as he is handsome. So, <laughs> Does um, he listen? I don't know, but some people that know him listen, and they're going to be laughing right now. Okay. So Then let's see what else is going on. So that just to talk about it from a calendar perspective, it is the 8th. The race is on the 11th, and then starting on the 18th, I don't have to work. So I won't work the 18th, and then I won't work again until, like I'll work on the 17th, and then again on the 28th or 29th, whatever that Tuesday is. So
0: And you go into St. George.
1: Uh, briefly, yeah. So Kenny and I almost have heaven. Uh, we're gonna have like what time like we're gonna have one full overlapping day in St George so I'm assuming we're gonna do a lot of stupid shit in one day and then
2: yeah, it'll be insane it's gonna be motos and mountain bikes and lots of alcohol
1: I don't really <laughs> drink anymore so let's skip that part
2: oh man you do any other
1: drugs <laughs> none that are legal in Utah <laughs> man.
0: Man, do you do any other drugs? I'm super disappointed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, so I got some cool plans for that. Uh gonna go down and ride with Jonathan Davis, uh, Andrea's old boss. He lives in Washington, which is like next door to St. George. I'll probably like swing up through Grand Junction, maybe maybe visit Parker at Canfield. That'd be fun. Head down to St. George, then from St. George go or to Washington to St. George do like a full like whirlwind day with Kenny and then drive home and go back to work. April, I'm going to be racing five Enduros. There's going to be a weeknight Enduro series where four weeks in a row you race single stages of the Enduro after work. And then on the last Saturday or Sunday of the month, you do all four stages in one day. And you can find all about that, find out all of, fuck, I don't know. Make me sound smart here. You can find all the info for that at (laughs) SalidaEnduro.com. And it is pretty cool. The ability to race here in town is going to be fun. Then later in the year on my schedule, I have a, what is that thing called? Oh, uh, I'm going to do at least one, if not two, moto trials events this year. Yeah, I'm just really getting back out there and getting into doing some shit. Oh, and if I'm done talking about my week, I want to launch right into something that I hate. <laughs> or is it time for questions?
0: Now let's do new shit we hate because there's really not much.
1: Propane released a kid's bike that's illegal. Oh, okay. It's so stupid. I just...
0: Is it the... Was it like on, on a certain size yes. bike, it's the... Uh, you have to have a foot brake, like a coaster brake?
1: Yeah, and it doesn't have a coaster brake. So it's...
0: Well, it, report them to the, uh, what is it, Consumer Standards?
1: Consumer Product Safety Commission, the CPSC.
0: Okay, I knew it was and it's something a, like
1: If that. you have a seat height that has a minimum seat height of 25 inches or less, you must have a foot brake on the bicycle. And the bike doesn't have that. And it's not so much the rule. So
2: what about <clears throat> what about Strider bikes?
1: They're not bicycles. Got it. So they don't count. No, the thing that really gets me on this one, it's not the rules. It's not following the rules. I, I mean, you can snort coke off of like a male stripper's Chippendale cuff. I don't give a shit. Like, it's your life. Live it how you want to. But someone went through all this trouble and they couldn't even look up the fucking rules. That's the thing that kills me.
0: Well, that yeah, it's just like with Ibis and their bad tire clearance. It's not that oh, you're going to scratch your frame or something because they spec too large of a tire on the bike. It is actually illegal to have a bike with that poor tire clearance between the knobs and the frame. And they they didn't care. And actually said, yes, we're aware. I asked them if they were aware of that. And they said, of course we're aware of that. And I mean, it's like, well, I mean, this, this doesn't pass. Like, I have photos. It doesn't pass. Like, I don't know what you showed the people that made that law, but... This doesn't follow it.
1: Rules for thee, but not for me. Yeah. There we go. What else do we hate?
0: Well, I don't hate this. Trek released a 34-ounce water bottle. And the only thing I hate about it is that it's a Trek bottle. And not that their bottle sucks. Yeah, it does. It's just that their bottle, like the, the bottle in the lid, if you've been cycling for a long time, you have a bunch of specialized bottles. Like if you have any also, JRA bottles, they're specialized bottles. They're made by specialized. They'll put any logo other than Trek on a Specialized bottle.
1: It's not if you've been riding for a long time. If you have a water bottle you can put to your mouth and your shirt doesn't get wet, <laughs> it's
0: made by Specialized. Right. So that's the only thing I hate about this, is that if you get a Trek bottle, that bottle cap only goes with that bottle and nothing else. If you—if it gets a little scummy or you just lose it or if it falls down in your dishwasher and melts on the heating I element... Melt. Yeah, like, it, you're you're just fucked. Like, unless you get another Trek water bottle and you start sharing caps between the two.
1: I once called the fire department over that.
0: <laughs> oh, you had, like, a plastic burning smell?
1: I had... I thought my dishwasher was, like, catching on fire. <laughs> and I called the fire department. I'm like, hey, I might be overreacting, but I live in an apartment, and there's this, like, gnarly burning plastic smell coming out of my dishwasher. And I... They're like, yep, don't, don't worry about overreacting. We'll be there in a minute. And, like, literally... I live 500 yards from a fire station.
0: Did someone walk over?
1: No, they just drove over and like by the time they got there I was like, "Hey, I'm really sorry." And they were like, "Look, we'd much rather you call than your whole apartment complex burn down because you think it's nothing." They're like, "You care if we check the batteries and your smoke detector while we're here?" <laughs> and they checked it and they're like, "Y'all have a good night." Like, "Sorry your house stinks." <laughs> it was they, it was the it was very nice, but yeah, I did that once.
2: Yeah, so I mean your your dishwasher when it's washing dishes has um, a substantial amount of water in it, right?
1: They also have a drying mode. Yeah, when they are when they there's start a drying, that there's that a heating
0: things. element in there that gets really fucking hot.
2: Gotcha. Yeah, well, I was, I was trying with, to with make no fun water. of you, but I guess it, It's
0: not <laughs> gonna no, You not were just, just being stick. a jackass again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, I don't think I can come to St. George, Kenny. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> So, they have a, they already had a 28-ounce bottle, and so now they have a 34-ounce bottle. And I, I like large water bottles. I mean, I can't ride long enough anymore to need a 34-ounce water bottle. But, I mean, it would probably fit on the front holder on my hardtail and be wonderful, though. So, yeah, like, I, I'm cool with that. I, I think a 34-ounce bottle of water, I don't know if you're starting to get close, though, to what kind of the weight Yolo. It is on your... YOLO. Yeah, so... That's the only downside I could see to this. And we've talked about it before with bikepacking stuff. Bottle bosses kind of, they don't have a weight limit. Like there's not a whatever CS. what CPSC. CPSC limit for weight on water bottle bosses because it's not really a safety thing. But they definitely have a weight limit. We just don't know what it is. So Well, you know, they uh, at that's...
2: least the specialized ones hold a freaking range extender battery, which sketches me out. But it's been fine. <laughs> Can
1: we talk about other new things we like or don't like? Sure. For me, it is solely a naming thing. All right. The new Envy gravel bike has the dumbest name ever. It's called the Mog.
0: Did they try to make it like a Unimog or something? That's the thing.
1: Like, nothing about Unimog. Like, if you named a bike a Mog, that to me sounds like a fucking Surly. Like, you could hit it with a hammer. You could throw it in a river. You could dig it out like six weeks later. It
0: doesn't go very fast, that's but it'll go about everywhere. Say. Nothing. That's ab- like a fat bike name.
1: Nothing about it, but a surly too. Like you could fix this. Like
0: oh no, Otso could rename their Arctodus Mog.
1: I mean, Envy's already named a bike that, so they couldn't do it. Jesus, well, are you a different you even bike? Listening? They
0: could just spell it differently or something.
1: But my point is, is like nothing about a Unimog is like light, nimble, fast, sexy. They're a fucking tractor that's street legal. <laughs> and I don't know why Envy named their $5,500 frame set the Mog. All right, I'm, I'm getting off my high horse about the Mog.
0: Because if you're a roadie and you love Envy, then that gravel bike is your idea of a bike that goes off-roading everywhere.
2: Kenny, what are your thoughts? It's weird. I don't have any thoughts beyond that. I'm uh, not as uh, yeah. Didn't didn't, tr- didn't trigger me quite as hard as it as it triggered you. <laughs> I are y'all you know. a dealer? Uh, we are actually. Do you have any in stock?
1: I don't know. I should probably look. I do. That's <laughs> that's why I'm passionate about it. Is I I have this product and I've been looking at it and I'm like this doesn't nothing about
2: it is enticing to me. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, When I build one or ride one, I'll I'll report back.
0: You guys want to do some listener questions?
2: Let's do it.
1: Yep, yeah, but I was on the phone all day, so I'm gonna let you read this one.
0: Okay, this is from Green Giant Ho Ho Ho. He says, "Hi all, Cross versus gravel bike question. I currently have an XXL Canyon in-flight, AL. I ride around town and on gravel. I'm considering a real gravel bike, the Canyon Grizzle CF. However, after reviewing the geometry, aside for some more room in the cockpit." It doesn't seem that different. Can you take a look and tell me how much differently the bike may or may not ride? I can already put fat tires on my in-flight. Is it worth the new purchase, especially since you can't give away cross bikes anymore? Uh, He gives the specs and he says, P.S. I heard Matt say he hates saying my handle every week. Tell him no worries. I hate hearing it. So no problem leaving me out on the Patreon list.
1: (laughs) See, I thought this was one of those things where someone made a funky name just to make me say something kind of silly every week. So I'll just call you green giant from now on. All right. Like I thought it was one of those things of I'm giving you $10 a month to say something silly every week.
0: I I wish that more of our patrons would do that.
1: I'm expecting by this time next after this show airs, I expect we have 19 green giants in our (laughs) Patreon list. (laughs) Just like people going in and changing their name for the week.
0: Yeah. You, you all can always do that. You know, make, make Matt say silly things. It's entertaining. Um, So the big difference that I see between these two bikes, I mean, one's aluminum. Current bike is aluminum. The new bike would be carbon fiber, which I can I like the ride of carbon fiber over aluminum. I'd say that's an advantage. The stack on the Grizzle is uh, 644 versus 628 on the current bike. So I don't know, know. Do you have a lot of spacers under your stem? Do you wish that your bars were a little higher? I don't know. I'd say that's that's a number to look at.
2: I always wish um, I had more spacers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Are you like Kenny where you always wish you had more spacers? Or are you like me where you're always taking all the spacers out? So, you know, that's one thing to look at. Um, the reach is about 26 millimeters longer on the grizzle. Again, you know, it's, it probably comes with a shorter stem than what came on your in-flight. Definitely. So that may not be a big deal to you unless you're having issues with getting the reach right on your current bike.
1: Jesus Christ. Uh,
2: Bottom bracket is 10 mils lower on the in-flight. Thanks,
1: Kenny. I was trying to navigate the piece of shit Canyon
2: website to tell me that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. The geometry chart are in different places for each bike.
1: <laughs> they, they have one of the least intuitive and usable websites in the whole game.
0: I think Yeti's the worst.
1: Uh, anytime that I have to click on the... If I click Canyon, Road, Cross, and it brings me up to InFlight, and then I click on InFlight, I shouldn't have to click another button that says, Show Me the Bikes.
0: That's that's how Specialized was also when yeah, I was Specialized
1: looking. Yeah, Specialized's site sucks, but at least like once you get on the bike page, it actually makes sense. You get to the Canyon page, and it's still absolute fucking chaos.
0: <laughs> if you're really happy with your bike now, I don't think it's a big shift from one bike to the other. If you ride your current bike, and you're, you just wish it was a little bit more stable, a little more comfortable ride, wish you could put a little bigger tire in it, I don't know. I like, yeah, get the new to be, bike. I mean, new bikes are nice.
2: They seem to be pretty different to me. It, he seemed to indicate that he thought they were almost the same, but I mean, it definitely seems like modern progressive geometry gravel bike versus kind of an old school CX race bike, right? For the most part.
1: Yeah. So here's the big thing that I would say to consider. Don't worry about big tires. It sounds like you can put the biggest tire you want on the bike. How often do you run small tires? Because if you like small tires, you're going to hate the grizzle because the lower bottom bracket, then the even smaller tire would make a lower bottom bracket again. And then the trail number is probably different between the bikes, so it's going to ride all funky and shitty with a small tire.
2: Yeah, that's true. So that's probably the smartest thing to do is figure out, in general, like what size tire do you want to run and then buy the appropriate bike?
1: Or maybe you already have a bike that it sounds like you like. So maybe just spend that money on like, I don't know, drugs or gummy worms or whatever.
2: Do we know <laughs> how big of a tire the in flight can fit?
0: We don't because Matt rage quit the website. I
2: didn't rage quit it. It wasn't gonna tell me anyways. The
0: <laughs> By Cayman the way,
1: that needs to does... be
2: that just needs to be on the geometry chart for real. No.
1: No, I'll tell you what we need. Salsa is industry leading in their their bike specs. You have a geo chart and then you have a specs chart not a build list specs but like a
0: seat post size yeah, it tells you it, the maximum
1: tire yeah. size the minimum tire size it tells you the seat post diameter the seat post clamp diameter which front derailleur you can no, use No, I agree that's really any.
2: good. And they should give you yeah, a range of, you know, what is acceptable to them on fork travel for example and like what they headset give you standard that. does it use. Now that's good. I like that. They I think Niner the, has done that in the past. Niner had a pretty decent... Yeah, Niner was decent about that.
1: And then they stopped being relevant altogether and people forget that they existed. What? <laughs> Salsa tells you the axle size. Salsa tells you what hanger to buy for the bike. They knock it out of the park. Are we done here?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you just... If you if you just want your cross bike to be less racy and a little bit more, I don't know, steady and gravelly, then... Yeah, it's not going to be a bad upgrade, but if you're really happy and comfortable on your bike now, I wouldn't worry about it.
1: What other questions do we have?
0: We've got, over on Instagram, from Dylon, Dylan. Or Bo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you mix Shimano 12-speed mountain parts with 12-speed road cassettes? Context, I'm parts bending my way through a flat bar gravel build and have the shifter and derailleur, but would rather not buy a $150 i9 Torch. Micro Spline Fee Hub. (laughs) I think that's supposed to be Free Hub.
1: I think you're right.
0: Would mixing an NX cassette be a better option?
2: I guess I'm confused Uh, because I thought he was asking, can you mix Shimano Mountain Stuff 12-speed with Shimano Road 12-speed? Is that not what's being asked? I think it is.
1: I think that was where he started, but I, I think that's what was started to type. But then... It sounds like he wants to run Shimano shifter and derailleur with SRAM chain and cassette. And I don't think that's going to be happy.
0: Yeah. You might get some like B minus shifting on that, but I don't think it's going to be great.
2: And I don't really want to, I mean, I hate toting the company line on SRAM and Shimano because I love doing weird shit where you can get away with it. But stuff is so particular these days. Back in the day, if you wanted to do one by stuff, for example, you kind of had to get creative, and there was plenty of stuff that worked really good. Like we all learned that, for the most part, eleven speed XX one chains, like worked on freaking everything. Uh, but these days, really, like if you can if you can do it, please just run all Shimano, run all SRAM, and it's going to continue to get even more that direction as things go on. So. There, there's just so they're so delicate in chain lines and all the angles and where the shift ramps are and where the derailleur sits in space that it really, really, really does matter, truly. I wish it weren't that way. I love doing shit that makes manufacturers nervous, but truly, I just see enough stuff. I see enough bikes come through the door. When you start doing weird shit, it doesn't work. It just doesn't.
1: And like if you just have everything and you want to slap it together and you're like, eh, it works good enough, that's fine. But if you have to spend any money to do that, know that that's money wasted because you could be spending that towards the proper shit to do it proper. Yeah, and not if it, hate it.
2: If it's going to, at the end of the day, cost you... I mean, it's easy for me to spend someone else's money. But if it's going to cost yeah, you... It if it's going to cost you an extra 100 bucks to just do it right on a many, many, many thousand dollar bike, just do it right.
0: All right.
1: Don't be dumb.
2: Do I need to read this one?
0: Yeah, you want to read this one from right. True Tune? This is from True Tune. Sorry, sorry... James, you sent this back on February 28th, and I, I saw it. We just haven't gotten to it yet.
1: Hey, glad the product arrived. I haven't installed it yet. We really – the weather's been terrible. Yeah,
0: our, our trails are not – go out and test bike parts no. right now. They're like do a 45-minute ride and ride the same trail three times.
1: Uh, we really enjoyed the banter on yesterday's episode. There's some setup info on our product page. I'm not going to read a URL because I'm not 70 years old. Uh, but feel free to reach out for any issues. Could we share a small excerpt of the podcast on our Instagram? I don't care. Do you care?
0: No, you can definitely do that.
1: Also, when you eat your chamois, will it be public? All the best, James. And which product is this? The True, True Tune. Tune the, the,
0: the charcoal filter for the enhanced ah
1: Charcoal nitrogen absorption. I'm really... It's bigger on the inside. You know
0: what? It's It's warming up and there are some trails defrosting. I think next week I might... I might put it in my fork if you're not going to.
1: Well, it'd be really hard for me to put it in my fork if you put it in yours.
0: Well, yeah, but you're going to be working next week and I'll get to go ride. What? (laughs) We will video Matt eating a chamois with a fork and a knife. Or just chewing on his chamois straight out of the washing machine. I mean, at least you'll wash it first, right?
1: You don't know what I'm into.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, We have also a message from Rob on Instagram. He sent me a link to a bikepacking.com gear test um, where someone went through a lot of different crank arm lengths. And it's kind of a long and in-depth article. And I didn't get a chance to read it and really gather my thoughts on it prior to us hitting record. So um, maybe we we will talk about it next week.
1: I mean, I would try super short cranks, but someone would have to just straight up give them to me. Like, I'm yeah. I'm just lame.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, Brian says, message, PSA, the new wolf tooth lock on grips are awesome. We know. We've ridden them. <laughs> our wonderful friend Brandon, who works with Ari, <laughs> sent us a pair.
0: All of, our, all of our web contact forms are pretty short this week.
1: Uh, Dan says, damn it, Matt. I just bought a Stumpjumper Evo Expert on sale. I was on the fence, but you pushed me over, Dan. Don't blame me because you have weak self-control. Hope you enjoy your new bike.
0: All right, we get more royalties from Specialized now.
1: Yeah, Mike Senior's over here jerking me off under the table right now. Yeah, you no,
2: know, JRA directly gets a hundred dollars per Specialized bike sold. Yeah.
1: Every bike worldwide. <laughs> yeah, it's that's why it's, Kenny bought a 2008 Ridgeline it's with 180,000 miles. <laughs>
2: yeah. That was one day's worth of royalties.
1: (laughs) The best part is uh, I have a 98 Frontier with a speedometer that doesn't work well. That's the kind of thing that these specialized royalties get you.
0: (laughs) We have a cautionary tale for you, Kenny, from uh,
1: Todd. Todd Todd says, let Kenny know that I'm a former Honda Ridgeline owner. Great driving vehicles, probably perfect for what he's doing. However, make sure he checks them out. My frame rusted out from under me. Seen quite a few on the road with similar issues. The rear area is susceptible to rusting. It rusted out around the back wheels and fender flares and wheel wells. Pretty much killed my truck with less than 130k. The transmissions are also said to be problematic, but I never had an issue. Make sure to regularly wash the truck and treat the underbody.
2: No, definitely good feedback. Uh, this one lived in Texas and St. George. So oh, nice. it is. Uh, it looks like an almost brand new car I mean, when you look underneath it or in the engine bay it's like actually shocking so i think i got lucky there but it's going to see a tiny bit of salt in salt lake it's not horrible here i think you get kind of a we're going to call it a really average amount of rust here in salt lake um, compared to the u.s as a whole definitely nothing like the rust belt or you know lots of parts of canada or yeah it's not horrible here because it's not really it's not uh i'm really bad with the names of of climates but it's not it's a really obviously it's super dry here most of the time it's just in the wintertime. it's not like this constant
1: you don't have like
2: roads the, and just like raining all the time and humid all the time it's none of that
1: yeah you have like snow and then it all melts away you don't have like a hard freeze <laughs> followed by this gnarly shoulder season melt off followed by just it's 90 degrees and 95 percent humidity and exactly. like there's just mildew growing under your seat
2: Yep. So um, definitely good to know. I'll keep an eye on it. So far, so far, so good. I mean, I know what I'm getting into. It's an older vehicle and it could have problems, but whatever problem it has, if it pukes out a transmission or whatever, I'll slap another one in there.
0: Sweet.
1: Remember, Kenny has turboed multiple vehicles from scratch. Like
2: (laughs) he ain't afraid of no transmission. I like wrenching. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd really rather not work on cars anymore, to be quite honest. They're a <laughs> yeah. pain in the ass, and I'm old. Kenny, so. I
0: don't even do my own oil changes anymore. That's
2: fine. I mean, to be honest, it's so funny. I with used oil to get changes. like
0: shoulder deep into everything, and <laughs> I just don't fuck with it anymore because I don't like to.
2: Well, they're so cheap to get them done now, and you don't have to run to AutoZone and dump out your oil in the back, and the guy's like, oh, "It's you know, it's sorry, it's full." Or you have to, you know, you yeah. have to write your name on this check-in list to dump your oil or whatever. It's like, God damn it! So yeah, you don't have it's to deal like with those problems
0: times a million here in a small town. I so, imagine. Yeah, uh, we had a patron question that the patron actually on Slack. He actually answered his own question, but I'm gonna read it just in case anyone else is having the same problem.
1: Here, I'll read the question and then you read the answer. All right. I'm having an issue with my derailleur. It it's sounds from Jamie. Like it is slightly out of alignment and the chain starts making noise. I back pedal about a half a rotation and it goes away. Bike shifts gears with no issues. It is a transition spur that's about one and two or one and one quarter years old with X01 robots with a 1050 X01 cassette. New, So new chain, new cassette, new wolf tooth chain ring. Any help would be appreciated.
0: Can we go back to calling Eagle Axis? Can we call it Eagle Tap? No. I mean, that's, that's like our trademark name for it.
1: SRAM's dropping tap officially, so
0: no. Oh, whatever. I'm going to call it that. Uh, Jamie got several recommendations. Hanger alignment. A few different people answering. Oh, he says the chain is jumping on the bottom jockey wheel. So he saw that happening and he replaced the jockey wheels and it's good to go. So Hot uh, damn. Yeah. Great. So, yeah. Just another one of those things that you don't think about when you're having weird shifting or noise issues is jockey wheels sometimes just kind of lock in place and the chain will skip over them or they get like a catch in little bearings or bushings in there. Yeah. So you can do that. Change out them jockey wheels.
1: Can I end the show? The rant. Sure.
0: Oh let's answer jet. Je- let's answer Jake's question really quick.
1: Hive mind. Do I take the protective tape off of my mega tower frame before I sell it or leave it on? It's four years old at this point. Never, ever, ever remove a sticker ever.
0: Yeah. It can take your paint off with it. Even if you use heat, it can take the clear coat off of your bike. Yep. But, okay, you want to end with a rant?
1: It's a slight one. Okay. There's a certain sock that I really like, and now that I work from home, I don't wear shoes that often, and I'm finding that I'm blowing through socks faster <laughs> than ever because I run around without shoes on, but I keep socks on to keep my little tootsies warm.
2: Yeah, so, so socks are not made to be in direct contact with the ground. Like We, we have all this shoe technology <laughs> for this very reason. Because, you know, for a while, we walked around with burlap sacks on our feet, and we we're like, man, these things don't last. And then we, like, started tapping rubber trees, and, uh, and we made shoes. They're sick. But go on. I'm going to punch you in the mouth.
1: <laughs> hey, man, long time no see.
2: Whop. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. A lot of people need to just get punched in the face in, in life in general.
1: <laughs> no, no. What I was going to say is, like, I would love... A- it's like I was gonna say next. This is a very first world problem. Yeah. And.
0: Come <laughs> <laughs> on. You know
1: what? Just never mind. You, <laughs> you know have what? like
0: a really nice pair of house shoes too.
2: Okay, so what you're saying you're you saying have about, like the UGG uh, boots socks.
0: of house shoes. I
1: I do, and you know what's up with my house shoes? My house shoes are at this point exactly 13 months old and they already have a hole wearing through on the inner lining of them.
0: Are they out of warranty?
1: I don't know. I haven't I haven't looked. I'm just I was just going to say that if someone has a wool sock that they really like, but don't send me any of that padded bullshit. <laughs> I don't need padded wool socks. I need wool socks that are of universal thickness.
2: That is a light to mid-weight wool sock. That's oh, what like I Oh,
0: like u- uniform fitness.
2: So when you Google socks you, and then it auto-fills <laughs> in, the number one hit is socks you can put your face on.
0: <laughs>
2: and number three is socks you can wear outside. <laughs> so everybody at home, try that and see if that's the number one hit it's crazy
0: i can't i can't even
1: i shut it down
0: now the, dog's, the upset. dog's upset i'm
1: i'm just gonna go to bed mad
0: there you go socks you can wear outside kenny found it for you he even found socks you wait, can put wait your wait wait if on.
1: socks you can put your face on is first
0: What's second? Yeah, what's second?
2: Uh <laughs> shit, hold on. <laughs> Let's try socks you. Uh wait. Wait, what? Socks, socks you can put your face on. Uh socks you can put your dog's face on. <laughs> and number 3 for me. Oh,
0: you mean like a picture of that your must face. Be that
1: what it is. Like, okay. I thought it was like I thought it was like there's really popular. I thought it was a mixture really of like
2: cozy socks and foot fetish.
0: Yeah, that's what I was no, thinking. No,
2: this is like there's like
1: ads that I get. It's like your pup on your socks. Yeah, yeah, pup like, socks. It's like cool so I can kick my dog with my dog. This is going to be awesome.
0: Oh. That's mean.
1: As Tom would say, you must beat the dog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Well, I think we've exhausted all of our topics for tonight now that we're talking about putting your face on socks. So,
1: yeah, so if that's what someone wants, is the next limited run is my face on a pair of socks. I guess you could just steal my picture from Instagram and make them yourselves because I'm not getting into that shit.
0: Oh, and speaking of product and Instagram, if you look at our Instagram from a little earlier this week.
1: Andrea will make a new post right after posting this show so you can see a fresh post about.
0: Well, there's pictures of some t-shirt colors that I just kind of threw together. It is very easy for me to, these are just kind of the first ones that I made. We got a lot of good suggestions. And yeah, I mean, go and check them out. Let us know what you think. We've only had one person that was like, I don't like any of those. I wouldn't buy one. And That's fine.
1: They're the same person that says that they wouldn't buy a bike because it doesn't have a threaded bottom bracket. But They don't know the comparable <laughs> Santa Cruz. so
0: um, The dark color on there is a dark gray. It is not black. A lot of people thought it was black. But check those out and drop a comment. Let us know what you think. We're probably going to do shirts here within the next month. Um, I will put up a pre-order. You'll hear about it on social media. You will hear about it on this podcast and <laughs> what?
1: You'll hear about it here.
0: Yeah, here. You'll hear about it everywhere. It's going to be on the nightly news.
1: We're going to rent blimps.
2: <laughs> no, man, we shoot those down.
1: No, those are balloons.
2: Yeah, we shoot I mean, blimps a blimp down. A big balloon,
0: yeah, but... Did yeah. So the, go did you see and, the
2: Goodyear blimp had the d- yeah, don't shoot. Don't shoot. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Love it.
0: So yeah, we'll have a pre-order page up on our website. Um, the goal is within the month of March. So uh, keep an eye out for that, and we'll have at least one color, if not two, to choose from. And uh, we'll do do a pre-order and then get some shirts and going on. So keep an eye out for that. Are we done? Are we shutting it down?
2: We're done. Shut her down.
0: All right, everyone. Thank you for listening, and good night.
1: Thanks for tuning in to the Just Riding Along show.
0: There's some shit coming out of your brake pads.